0: lesson seven of the elements of herpetology and ichthyology this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by lauren huff the elements of herpetology and ichthyology by william ruschenberger lesson seven order of abdominal malacopterygians division family of Cyprinoides, carp goldfish gudgeon tench Etc., cetera, etc., cetera. family of isoces, pike, exoses, or flying fishes, family of siluroides, electric silurus, etc., family of salmonides, common salmon, salmon fishing, trout, smelt, family of clupii, herrings, herring fishing, shad, sardines, anchovies, etc., order of malacopterygii abdominalis. This division is composed of osseous fishes that have the upper jaw movable, simple pectinate branchiae, the fin rays cartilaginous. Their ventral fins are suspended beneath the abdomen and behind the pectoral fins without being attached to the bones of the shoulder. It is composed of five families, namely the Cyprinoides comprising those fishes that resemble carp, the Esoces or pikes, etc., the cilleroides, the salmonides, the type of which is the common salmon and the clupee or herrings and other fishes having the same organization the cyprinoides cyprinidae have a slightly cleft mouth weak jaws most frequently without teeth and a scaly body without an adipose dorsal fin they are the least carnivorous of the fishes one of the principal tribes of this family is the cyprinus which is composed of freshwater fishes and includes the common carp the goldfish the barbel the gudgeon the tench etc this group is characterized by the absence of teeth in the jaws, by the existence of a single dorsal fin, and ordinarily the scales are large. Most of these fishes feed on grains, herbs, etc. They have in the back part of the mouth a masticatory apparatus for crushing their food. The carps, Cyprinus, are distinguished by their long dorsal fin, which, as well as the anal, is provided with a more or less strong spine for the second fin ray. The common carp, Cyprinus carpio, is found in all europe but has not yet been met with in the united states it delights in tranquil waters and is easily reared in rivers and ponds the duration of its life is very long and it is exceedingly prolific when young the growth of carps is very rapid and at six years old they weigh about three pounds they often attain three or four feet in length during the winter they bury themselves in the mud and pass many months without eating the golden carp or goldfish is reared in garden ponds and vases, on account of the beauty of its colors, which are a mixture of black, a beautiful golden red, and silvery white. The barbels, barbus, resemble the carps, but their dorsal fin is shorter. The common barbel, cyprinus barbus, abounds in clear running waters and sometimes attains more than ten feet in length. The gudgeons, gobio, also resemble the carps, but they have no bony spine in the anterior part of the dorsal and anal fins. The mouth is surrounded with cirri or beards there is one species which abounds in the rivers of france and though small is much esteemed for its taste the tenches tinca in addition to the characters of the gudgeons have very small scales and very short cirri. the common tinch cyprinus tinca inhabits stagnant waters in france it is generally of a yellowish brown attains about a foot in length and is less esteemed than the carp the breams abramus have neither spinous fin rays nor cirri their dorsal fin is short but the anal is long Two species are found in France. In the United States they are small. The shiner, Cyprinus Chrysolincus, is among the smallest of freshwater fishes, being usually less than an inch in length. Shiners are the prey of their larger neighbors and the sport of schoolboys, who angle for them with a crooked pin. The minnow, Cyprinus atronassus, is another of the very small fishes, scarcely exceeding an inch in length. It is found in the brooks in every part of New England and the Middle States. The roaches, Leuciscus, form several species all of which are small the common roach Luciscus vulgaris acquires seven or eight inches in length and is remarkable for its brilliant scales which are easily detached they are silvery on the sides and under parts of the body the nacreous substance which gives them this metallic appearance is employed in the arts for the manufacture of false pearls the suckers or loaches cobitis have a mouth unprovided with teeth but it is surrounded by lips fitted for sucking their head is small, the body is elongated, covered with small scales, and enveloped in a mucosity or slime. Their ventral fins are very far back, and over them is found a single small dorsal fin. The family of isoses, which comprises the pikes and analogous fishes, has no adipose fin. It is distinguished from the preceding by the conformation of the mouth and the existence of teeth. The pikes, esox are recognized by their oblong, obtuse, broad, depressed muzzle they have but one dorsal fin which is placed opposite to the anal and nearly the whole entrance of the mouth as well as the jaws are full of teeth the common pike isox lucius is found in the fresh waters of europe and north america it is less common in the south than in the north and is everywhere sought for its flesh which is savoury and of easy digestion it is the most voracious and most destructive of all the fresh-water fishes it devours with avidity frogs young ducks and all the fishes that come in its way it often seizes animals larger than itself and its presence in a pond is sometimes enough to depopulate it in a short time pikes four or five feet long are not rare in the great lakes of northern europe and one of still larger size has been seen in fourteen ninety seven a pike was caught at kaiser near mannheim which was nearly nineteen feet in length weighing three hundred and fifty pounds this giant was as remarkable for its great age as for its size for there was found upon it a gilt copper ring bearing this inscription I am the first fish that was thrown into this pond by the hands of Frederick the second, October fifth, twelve thirty. It was consequently at least two hundred and sixty-seven years old. The growth of these fishes is very rapid. The first year they are often ten or eleven inches in length, and in the second fifteen. The sea pike, Essex bolognae, also known as the garfish, spitfish, and billfish, belongs to this family. Exoces, or flying fishes as they say, as well as dactylopterus, are also commonly called exocetus belong to the same family as the pikes and are recognized at first sight by the excessive length of their pectoral fins which are long enough to serve them as wings and sustain them for a few seconds in the air they swim in shoals and are pursued by lesions of voracious fishes to escape from which they spring out of water but they soon fall again because their wings only serve them as a parachute and while on their aerial course they become the prey of seabirds as well as of sharks and other fishes the family of siloroides differs from all other abdominal malacopterygians in the absence of true scales the skin is naked or furnished with bony plates the dorsal and pectoral fins have almost always a strong articulated spine for the first fin ray and as in the next family there is often one adipose fin posteriorly and the mouth also has some peculiarities of structure most of these fishes belong to the tribe of silurus which is recognized by the naked skin by the mouth cleft at the end of the muzzle and by a strong spine that, in general, constitutes the first ray of the pectoral fin, which is articulated with the shoulder, and so arranged that it can be approximated to the body, or raised perpendicularly to it, and thus used as a dangerous weapon. The Siluri, properly so called, have a small fin on the fore part of the back, sustained by rays. One species of this genus, the only one in France, is the largest freshwater fish of Europe. Its length ordinarily exceeds six feet, and its weight is often three hundred pounds. The catfish belongs to this tribe. The Malapteruridae differ but little from the Siluri, from which they are distinguished by the absence of a rayed fin on the back, and by some other characters. The famous Silurus electricus of the Nile is the only species belonging to this division. Like the Torpedo and Gymnitus, it possesses the power of giving strong electric shocks. It appears that the seat of this faculty is in a peculiar tissue, situate between the muscles and the skin, and having the appearance of a fatty cellular structure. This fish, which inhabits the Senegal, as well as the Nile, is eighteen or twenty inches in length the arabs call it rash which signifies thunder the family of salmonides of which the salmons are the type are characterized by a scaly body and a first dorsal fin with soft rays followed by a second which is small and adipose that is formed of a fold of skin filled with fat and without rays the most interesting genus of this family is that of the salmons salmo which have the mouth more completely armed with teeth than any other fish they are naturally voracious and ascend very far up rivers to deposit their eggs their body is almost always spotted and their flesh is much esteemed the common salmon salmos salar, is the largest species of the genus its flesh is red its body elongated and flattened laterally and it often attains six feet in length it is found in great numbers in all the arctic seas whence it ascends rivers and large shoals every spring it swims with great rapidity and can clear at a leap obstacles in its passage twelve or fifteen feet in height when they fall in with a cave or some other place favourable for spawning they deposit their eggs in a hole in the sand and then permit themselves to be carried by the current to the sea where they go to acquire strength to return again the following year young salmons are therefore born in the rivers but their growth is rapid and when they attain the size of about twelve inches they descend to the sea like the adults the salmon fishery in many countries forms a very important branch of industry in norway as many as three hundred of these fishes have been caught at a single cast of the net and in the river tweed as many as seven hundred The time selected for catching them is when they ascend rivers to spawn for after they have deposited their eggs and are on their way to the sea they are lean and their flesh is of little value in general this fishery is conducted with nets stretched across the river and so arranged that the salmons are caught in the meshes but sometimes in scotland for example they are taken with a spear or harpoon they are also caught with a hook and line the salmon trout salmo truta like the salmon has reddish flesh and the caudal fin crescent shaped but it has on all the underparts of the body a great number of black spots oscillate or in form of an x it sometimes weighs eight or ten pounds the common trout Salmo fario, has the caudal fin but little notched and its flesh is white it is also distinguished by the brown spots on the back and red spots surrounded by a bright circle on the flanks which are on a ground the shade of which varies from white and golden yellow to a deep brown it is commonly from twelve to fifteen inches in length weighing about a pound but is sometimes met with of larger size it inhabits rivers in the northern parts of europe and the united states many other river trouts are known which are chiefly found in lakes and mountain streams and which vary in their size and colors in each locality some naturalists regard them as different species and others look upon them as simple varieties resulting from age food and the quality of the waters in which they dwell the smelts Osmerus, also belong to the family of salmonides they differ from the preceding in the almost total absence of teeth on the vomer in the number of the branchiostegus rays which is eight in place of ten and in the absence of spots on the body they are caught in the sea at the mouths of large rivers their flesh is excellent the common smelt Osmerus eperlanus is small it is ornamented with the most dazzling silvery and light green tints. the skin is so exceedingly thin that under the microscope the blood may be seen circulating in the cutaneous vessels the graylings thymalis have jaws like the trout but the mouth is slightly cleft and the teeth are very fine they have the habits of the trout and their flesh is equally esteemed the common grayling thymallus, is striped blackish longitudinally it attains a size of eighteen inches and in the spring ascends several rivers of france and italy it is especially met with in the pure limpid waters of the mountains of america and switzerland the family of salmonides comprises a great number of other genera the family of clupii has no adipose fin like the preceding the upper jaw is formed as in the trouts in the middle by intermaxillary bones without pedicles and on the sides by the maxillary bones the body of these fishes is always scaly and most of them ascend rivers the most important tribe of this family is that of the herrings characterized by narrow short intermaxillary bones and by the inferior edge of the body being compressed the scales of which are so arranged as to form notches like the teeth of a saw these fishes are remarkable for the fineness and great number of their bones as well as for the peculiarities of their branchial apparatus herrings properly so called clupia have a moderate sized mouth without a notch in front the common herring clupia harengus, is ordinarily eight or nine inches in length the head small and compressed the mouth slightly cleft the lower jaw longer than the upper the inferior edge of the body slightly carinate the scales large and slightly adherent the back bluish and the belly silvery it inhabits the northern seas and arrives every year in innumerable legions upon different parts of the coasts of europe asia and america but does not go very far south of the fortieth degree of north latitude some naturalists suppose that all herrings periodically retire beneath the ice of the polar seas and set out from this common retreat in an immense column which dividing spreads along almost all the coast north of the parallel above named but this distant emigration and this common rendezvous in the arctic regions are far from being demonstrated and there is reason to believe that such is not the case in the months of april and may herrings begin to appear in the waters of the shetland islands and towards the end of june or in july they arrive in incalculable numbers forming vast and dense shoals which sometimes extend over the surface of the sea for several leagues and hundreds of feet in thickness in september they arrive on the coast of great britain from that region they cross the atlantic in a southwesterly direction and make their appearance on the coast of georgia about the last of january detachments then begin to move eastward and by the end of april the whole american seaboard is lined with them the herring fishery is one of great importance it occupies every year entire fleets and formerly it was carried on with still greater activity about the middle of the seventeenth century the dutch employed not less than two thousand vessels and it is estimated that eight hundred thousand persons in the two provinces of holland and west friesland derived their living from this branch of industry alone the norwegians the americans the scotch the english and even the french embarked in this fishery in considerable numbers and though its importance is now considerably lessened it is still a great source of wealth to the people bordering the northern seas this fishery is ordinarily conducted with nets five or six hundred fathoms in length the lower edge of which is loaded with lead while the upper edge is made to float on the surface by means of buoys the meshes are just large enough to receive the head of a herring as far as the gills but not allow the pectoral fins to pass the fish in endeavouring to overcome the obstacle that this great vertical partition opposes to its passage is thus meshed and not being able to advance or recede owing to the gills and fins he remains a prisoner until the fishermen draw the net on board this is termed a gill net the number of herrings taken in this way is sometimes so great that the net bursts under their weight generally this fishery is carried on at some distance from the shore and for this reason the herrings are salted on board it is a prejudice to suppose that the herrings caught on our own coasts are inferior to those that fall into foreign nets the sardine sardina is a small species of herring celebrated for the great delicacy of its flesh it inhabits the atlantic the baltic and the mediterranean during winter it keeps in the depths of the sea but about the month of june it draws near the shore in immense shoals as many as forty and even fifty thousand have been caught at a single cast of the net sardines are caught in the same way as herrings but the meshes of the net are smaller and the fishermen to attract the fish from time to time throw into the sea a peculiar bait which is prepared from codfish eggs from the mouth of the loire to the extremity of brittany this fish abounds every summer and gives rise to productive fisheries along the coast there are a great number of establishments for the preparation and preservation of sardines there are many other species of herring among which is the pilchard which does not differ much from the sardine except that it is larger the sprat which is smaller than the herring is also salted or pickled and the white bait a very small fish of the most beautiful silver colour with a black spot on the end of the muzzle shads alosa, are distinguished from herrings properly so called by a notch in the middle of the upper jaw the common shad alosa vulgaris which attains three feet in length and has no visible teeth inhabits the sea and in the spring ascends rivers and numerous shoals at this period their flesh is excellent but when the fish is caught at sea it is dry and possesses an unpleasant taste the alewife clupia vernalis holds a place between the shad and the herring possessing the general characteristics of both its habits bear a striking resemblance to those two fishes it ascends rivers to deposit its spawn and afterwards retires to the ocean it is found chiefly in the rivers of new england the anchovies ingralis also belong to this family but they differ from the herrings in the mouth which is cleft far behind the eyes in their gills which are more open and in some other characteristics the common anchovy ingralis incrassicollis, is three or four inches long the back is brown and the flanks and belly silvery It is found in the mediterranean as well as on the western coasts of france and spain in almost all parts of the north atlantic ocean and in the baltic sea at a certain period of the year which varies in different localities it leaves the high sea and approaches the coast to spawn when it becomes the object of an important fishery to catch it the french fishermen provide themselves with nets which are about two hundred feet in length and twenty-five or thirty in breadth and assemble four boats one of which carries the net and the other's furnaces in which they make a bright fire this fishery is carried on in dark nights from april to july they station themselves about five miles from the coast and when the anchovies attracted by the light are assembled in large numbers around a boat thus illuminated the net is cast into the water and laid out so as to surround the assembled fishes this done the fire is suddenly extinguished and the anchovies alarmed and seeking to escape are taken in the net they are preserved with salt after removing the head and intestines the family of clupii embraces a great number of other genera Many of which possess remarkable peculiarities, but our limits will not permit us to describe them. End of Lesson 7. Recording by Lauren Huff.